I'm DJ Psyched, and you're listening to the Get Psyched Podcast. Let's get psyched about health. This is the Get Psyched Podcast or the Get Psyched YouTube channel, depending on how you're listening to this today. We are doing another episode of the Let's Talk Health series, and today I'm joined with my sister, Crystal, to talk about our thoughts on the health industry, what health is, and uh, just generally talk about our obsession with health. (laughs) So, Crystal, can you say hello for us? Hi, everybody. (laughs) So, I just wanted to start off by letting you free flow it. So, I just want to ask, what is your definition of health, and what do you think of the health industry as it is right now? So for me, health is more like, there's like the mental health and the physical health. And I feel like mental health is just as important as physical, but it's not like focused on. But I feel like health is like however you feel best, not about being the most toned person in the gym, the biggest person in the gym, the strongest person. So what's healthy physically and impacts your mental health. Because if you're always focused on being like the fittest person in the room, you're never going to be happy mentally and it's gonna but I also feel like if you're not healthy physically that also gives you a negative impact on your mental health so I think that's important that you think about both when you think about health I think that's the biggest problem with what I see in the health industry because I feel like health industry is more focused on body image like how you look versus how you feel like a lot of the things that I see are like oh this is to make you like small or this one will make you like if you're a dude like they want to be bigger I feel like the health industry focuses more on like a look and aesthetic versus how you feel inside, which is why I feel like a lot of people go against the health industry because they're like, oh, it's all focused on just an image versus how you feel. And I think health is more how you feel versus how you look. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Like, I think that health is when you do right by your body which is going to be different for everyone but if if you don't feel good then like I don't know you can't really consider yourself healthy no matter what the aesthetic appeal is I totally agree with that and that goes into like what I was going to ask you about next because we talk about this a lot when it comes to like the fitness industry and influencers and all that there's definitely a difference between like an influencer and someone who's trying to educate you know, I, yeah, no, I agree hundred percent. Cause that, that's how I categorize it. I was like, there's the educators and that's more of the channels that I watch that bring the science behind it. And also logic versus the influencers who are like, use my supplement or use the supplement that I'm promoting to look like me when genetically they know that they're just, that's how their bodies are genetically, that they don't work for it. They just look like that. Even, yeah. you know, they're not, eating 100% right they're not training 100% right because you can tell by the way their muscle is I mean if you're not someone who's really into the health industry or like being healthy you're not really going to recognize that so I feel like they trick people versus educators are like you can have all these things that you want but you need to do it in moderation and you need to focus on like over time like it's not going to happen in two months like you can't be like oh I have a vacation in a month and I want to have a six pack. That's not how it works. And that's what influencers, like they said, they influence people. That's why they're called influencers. And they influence people to think like, you can look like me. All you need is this. All you need is that. Like you need something that they're promoting versus, hey, just spend maybe four or five days in the gym and moderate your calories. Figure out what works for you. It's going to take a couple of weeks actually for you just to figure out what's going to work for you. And then you have to stick with that for a couple of years just to get 
the aesthetic or whatever look you're going for. Yeah. I think that's actually a really good point that you bring up that like, there are people who aren't in the health industry or don't or like, they're not into the health world as much that like seeing this kind of information, they don't, they don't know that kind of difference when they go into it. You know, like if you're into the health field, then yeah, you know that there's some people who are spreading like very targeted information. They're trying to get you to buy their products. They're trying to get you to do what they do. They're not really defining health. They're just trying to like, I mean, I don't like the term diet culture at all, really. Yeah. I don't like what it insinuates, but I, it, in, a, in a sense, they are pushing towards trying to get people to diet and to do things that aren't making a healthy lifestyle as opposed to educators who are trying to teach people to live healthy. And I think like that's just so detrimental because for someone who doesn't understand the health industry, who's not in it the way we are, like obviously influencer information is easier information. It's, it's easy to say like, yeah, just go out and only eat like saltines for a week than it is to try and educate someone on how to actually work out and fuel their body. So I feel like people fall into the trap of influencers over educators because it's the easy access information. And that's what people are looking for. Most people who are looking to get healthy, they usually aren't trying to get healthy. They're just trying to like get smaller and they're going to take the easiest and fastest information that'll come their way. Yeah, I think when people look for advice, they're not really looking for count your calories and four or five times a week do weights and some cardio. Like people don't want to hear that because it's harder, I guess. Like they're like, oh, that's too difficult. I can't fit it into my schedule. But I was like, I work 40 hours a week. And I still manage to do it. I know if you have kids and stuff, it tends to be harder, but there are ways around that. Like you don't have to lift weights if you don't want to. You can just go run in your neighborhood. You're going to see a difference in your body and how you feel. And also like, I feel like people don't focus on, they're like, it's too hard to eat healthy. But I was like, you can just literally add broccoli to a meal or just stop drinking as many soft drinks or juices and drink water. Like it's small things that add up over time. But people, I feel like want like the, fast edition of how to do things because like you said they're focusing on being smaller and like they want or bigger depending on the guy and they want like a fast result like you can't just do things fast because it's not going to last and then you're going to be even worse off when you relapse and go back to however you were before and it's just going to be like that's why I think I don't like the term diet culture but I think when they say diet culture that's what they're referring to is that these people do these quick fixes like they like to say and then they're like this is too hard. It's too difficult to maintain because it is, it is hard to like not eat junk food all the time. If that's all you eat all the time, like you need to like, you can still keep it, but like start working towards like small goals, how to get like more vegetables in or how to like stop drinking as many soft drinks or juices, whatever you're into. And I think that's what people don't want to hear. So that's why these influencers, because they're getting paid a lot to promote these things. They just push that knowing that the way they look is mostly genetic because there's a lot of like genetically I can't get as big and as muscular as some of these other women I see which they look amazing but I'm like I can't I know I can't do that or it's going to take me at least five to eight years to get that big especially because I can't eat as much as some of those people can so I think it's just you have to take into account like each individual and that's why influencers don't want to make like modify things because they know the truth is that every individual is different so you have to like speak with every person just to give like accurate information but that's why i like the educators versus the influencers because at least the educators do tell you that like everything is individual like test things out figure out what works for you but focus 
first just focus on like writing down what you eat maybe and seeing like uh, one of my favorite people to watch, Michelle McDaniel, I love watching hers because she talks about like, you know, like if you're just starting out, like just write it down, write down, see what you're eating every day. You don't even have to do the calories, just see what you're eating. And you will notice there are just a couple of things you can change and you're going to see a difference over time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and obese to beast talks about something really similar. Cause like, you know, like, like you said, like people who are influencers trying to give out this easy information, they know that this stuff it's not the full truth to tell someone like, oh, you should do this. Like, this is the quick, easy fix. Because a quick, easy fix is not going to be a permanent fix. It's not going to be healthy for you. And it's, it's, it's usually temporary. So like these, these educators, they're trying to teach people the slow, steady lifestyle approach, which I know a lot of people hate to hear that. Like, it's, it's become a cliche at this point to say like lifestyle change, but that is exactly what it is. You have, you have to change your lifestyle. You can't live the same lifestyle. But like Obese to Beast talks about how like, to most people that sounds really terrifying because like they imagine that tomorrow they have to wake up and eat carrots and go for runs every 10 seconds but like it really is the slow steady like progress like he talks about the common sense diet a lot where most people who are really like unhealthy or are very overweight or just like struggling with health usually they're doing a lot of things that they know like common sense wise aren't good like they're drinking a lot of soda like you can get rid of soda easy they're eating a lot of fast food eat like cook a few more meals at home a week like just slowly change it and, and it's very like a lot of people do kind of I understand the way that influencers work like they're they know that people want the quick fix but with the educators doing the slow and steady approach or whatever I totally lost my train of thought I don't even know what I was going with that <laughs> but the the whole point is that like with the slow and steady approach yeah it's usually like I'm going to have to edit this somehow because I don't remember where I was going with that at all. No, I get what you're saying is that they're more like, because they know people don't want to hear that. Also, lifestyle change has become sort of, I guess, kind of, I'm not sure if it came from the body positive movement, but like that became kind of a cliche. They're like, oh, a lifestyle change. Like that's just basically another term to be like a diet, but it's not because I you know, like I eat pretty well Monday through Thursday. I'm not saying I eat like trash the whole weekend, but I relax a little bit more. And on Fridays is usually my most relaxed day. But like the weekends, I also like find ways to make the meals that I like, but make it lower calorie and healthier that I know is sustainable over a long period of time. And even people who are trying to transition, I guess, to eating healthier, one of the big things is just like find a way to make your favorite meals at home because if you make it yourself it's obviously going to be less sodium it's going to be less cholesterol less calories overall you just have to figure out a way for you to modify it because i love eating out because it's easier and you know sometimes you are just exhausted from your day but that's why we take sunday meal prep what we can for lunches and then we make simple things for breakfast simple things for dinner and then the weekend we like enjoy it because we have more time to relax and to cook so i just think you need to figure out a way like how can I fit this into my schedule because everyone's different everyone has everyone's busy everyone has different schedules and not everyone can stay at home most of the week and just cook I mean obviously right now it's a little bit different because everyone's stuck at home but most of the time most of us are out and about and have a lot of things to do but if you work towards it and you take your time building it that's why it's a lifestyle change because you're working towards making that how you always are you just get you get used to it after a period of time just cooking it yourself and doing everything at home yeah and and 
it's also it's a lifestyle change but what the way i like to hear it the like my favorite thing and i think uh, swole normus preaches this a lot is mentality is so important when you go into this kind of thing because a lot of people they have a bad mentality when they go into it and if you if your mind is like not with what you're doing if your mind's not in the right place no matter what it is like with your life you're not going to be successful it's going to be really hard and difficult if you go into something with the mentality that like yeah i'm going to have to restrict myself and i'm never going to be able to eat things i like and it's going to be gross food all the time and i'm going to hate working out the lifestyle change you're going to you're not going to want that lifestyle yeah. and it's going to be even harder but if you can if you can make the mental shifts before you start or what like ideally it's while you're doing it but you want to change your like you want to make sure your mentality is proper when you're going into this kind of thing because your mentality is going to shape the whole thing right if you're obsessed if your mind is just like i need my body to be this perfect way immediately then you're not going to try and do the lifestyle thing because you are completely right like when you see influencers and and some of them like some influencers, yeah, like their bodies, their genetics, they're just, they're, they're a little lucky or some of them are enhancing and not talking about it. Awesome. But there are some people, like, like you said, um, Michelle, who they, they are very open about the fact that, yes, I know it's frustrating to hear this, but it's going to take years for you to get where I am because it took me years to get there. And it's so real. Like me and you both know this because we both have been on this journey for a while. Like we look at ourselves now and we're like, wow, we've, like we look very different than we did when we both started this a long time ago, but it did not happen overnight. It took like, what, like six, seven plus years to start seeing that real progress that people want to like, or expect to see in like a year. Uh, yeah, I agree a hundred percent with that because like even a year ago, I was probably the same weight I am now, but I train now with my husband and it's been like over a year we've been training together and he trains heavier weight and I already see a shift. I mean, obviously I'm not as muscular as like I would like to be in the future, but I obviously know it's gonna be years in the making and I haven't been doing it as long as everyone else has. Even if we're the same age, it doesn't mean that we're gonna look the same just because we're both training the exact same if they've been doing it for five years and I've been doing it for one. But I think that's another thing people don't realize is that, obvi yeah, obviously it's gonna take time, but you're not gonna look like the person right next to you, especially even if you're the same age, same height, like similar backgrounds, you're not gonna look the same if they've been training for eight years, you've been training for two. Like it's just impossible to look like that. And I also like that Michelle McDaniel talks a lot about her background, like she used to be chubbier and it's been like, I don't know how long she's been training, she says, but I don't remember, but like I believe it's like around eight or above that years and it took her a while to get there. And I like that she like motivates people to be like, okay, I've been doing this for a while, but I'm not where you are. But she's like, okay, but you need to work longer. You need to, like, she also does say, like, you need to lift heavier. And I think people don't realize that. They get nervous because they're like, if I lift heavy, I'm going to look like a guy. But I'm like, <laughs> obviously not, because I've been lifting heavy for a year and I still like, I'm trying hard to get these gains to go, man. It's like, and I, and you also got to focus on, like, you got to eat a lot to get that big. So just don't worry about that if you're worried about that at all. But I like that people, We'll talk about that because it's definitely I mean I've been the same weight throughout my life like up and down but I've been the same weight that I am now a couple of times before this and I always look different because it definitely depends on like how you're training and also how you're eating yeah no totally I I completely agree with that and I think that's like something that's so harmful about having influencers who spread false information or who are just 
exaggerating their stories because some people sure they maybe they are natural we can't prove that they're not but like do i think that they are being honest when they say that oh i was i was so out of shape a year ago and i made this transformation in a year it's like stop stop spreading that story like i don't care if you think you sound cool you're making people like you're giving people a false impression of what's going to happen and when they're like a year in and they don't look exactly like you do they're going to wonder if like it's not working for them or if they're just not going to make it like I think it's very detrimental when people do that because it does set this bad precedent for like what's going to happen and it gives people a false image. And also I think that those myths about like working out, they're very detrimental to people who are trying to get in the gym because honestly, like if you're just starting, you really shouldn't be worried about like the nuances of working out. You should just get in the gym, do what's safe for you, what's comfortable for you, or don't even go get in the gym because that's hard to do right now. (laughs) Like just go outside, go on a walk, like just yeah. don't like I, some people get so caught up in like oh well what form of cardio is going to be the best for me what what workout should i do i just don't know what to do so i'm not going to do anything and it's just like just do something because regardless of what you think no cardio is not going to make you instantly skinny like and and no like it's not going to kill your gains to do cardio and if you lift heavy weights you are not going to look like the rock in a year <laughs> like we all wish but that's not how it works <laughs> so i feel like yeah these like myths I guess they're very harmful because people like to overthink them yeah I think that's the problem with like why they have these terms like they're like diet culture and because I think they're mainly focusing on these influencers who are pushing like do this tea or do my workout with no weights and you'll get toned but how are you going to get toned if you're not lifting any weight like I don't like that's a myth in its own that people don't understand and then they get mad because they're like I've been doing your work out at home and nothing's happening because you're not lifting anything. But I think people need to focus on like, like you said, like start small, just start walking in the morning. If you work, let's say 9am, just get up like 30 minutes earlier, do a 20 minute walk, do a quick shower and then get ready for your day. Like just do something small, especially if you're like at a heavier weight, I feel like you should start small because if you just jump into it, you're going to like, one, you're going to injure yourself, which could make things worse for you in the long run. And then you're not going to want to work out. Also, too, I feel like a lot of people don't know what they're doing in the gym, so it's nice to either find a buddy who already has been in the gym and will help you, or if you have the money to get a trainer who can properly show you, like, this is how to be safe, because I think people don't realize that you can really injure yourself in the gym if you don't know what you're doing, because I've seen a lot of people that do things in the gym that I'm like, you're going (laughs) to, I feel like if you keep doing that, you're really going to hurt yourself, or people see these, like, people that have been training for, like, 10 plus years and they try to do what they're doing. And I'm like, maybe you should chill. Like, don't worry about how much weight the person next to you is lifting and focus on yourself. Cause that was one of my big things when I first got in gym, I wanted to like outlift people that were in my range that I thought were like in my range. But I was like, well, this person has a lot more muscle than I do. So now I'm just focused on like, like some days, even like myself, like I can't lift as heavy as I did three days ago. Cause I'm just like tired of my body. Isn't like, you just need to see how you feel. It's not always like you have to be super consistent. Like it has to be higher every time. Like you just need to focus on like long-term goals. Like what is going to help me be consistent three years from now is what I think. Like, how am I not going to hurt myself now, especially that I'm getting older? Like, I feel like you need to focus on like what is going to work for me for a long term and what's not going to hurt me, but help me. I feel like that's the problem with influencers because they create this image of like, like this is how you should do it. And this is the only way when it's really like, this is how I do it, but here's some other ways that you could be successful 
in the gym or with your diet. And I feel like they kind of just push one thing only. And then everyone that sees them or follows them, they're like, well, he said this is, or she said this is how to do it. And then I think it's for guys and girls because like guys want to look like these other dudes and they're like, well, these guys are so muscular and this is what girls like. So that's what I'm going to do. But then the girls are also like, well, guys like small girls or they like girls with a little bit of muscle, but not too much. Like you need to focus on what makes you happy because it doesn't matter what the people next to you care about. It's what you care about. And that's why I think it's important, like who you follow. Like I don't follow anyone that promotes those kind of things because I think it's detrimental and I don't want to give them more power to keep influencing other people with information that I know is wrong. I rather follow people that are telling the truth and being like, it sucks to hear, but this is going to take a long time. It sucks to hear, but you're, you're starting at a lower level. You can't compare yourself to someone that's up here. So it's going to take you maybe five. You can't get that six pack. And I know as much as people think it's like, oh yeah, I can get a six pack. I was like, I've been training for a year, like consistently. I've been training since junior college, but for consistently, I've been a year and I can see them in the morning, but that's it. Then they're gone. But it's not even a six pack. It's like also people don't understand genetically, not everyone can get the standard six pack that everyone's talking about. So stop focusing on like the aesthetic and the look that everyone else has or wants and start focusing more on like what's healthy and what's sustainable for me. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think like when it comes to, um, like you said, like starting very slow and not getting overwhelmed, but also not hurting yourself, I think a lot of people kind of like sometimes if they're like scared they're like oh I don't have anyone that I like I don't know anyone close to me that could take me to the gym or I don't want to hurt myself but the thing is it goes back to like the ease of information the ease of access like people do just want something easy and so a lot of the times people will lean more towards influencers who just give them like terrible <laughs> advice because it's easy but there's so many good resources like like on YouTube alone you can just type in like upper body workout and you will find countless videos and you can go through and very easily based on views comments and stuff see who's giving good information whose stuff seems legit like if people are commenting and they're like this is a great workout and it didn't hurt me i don't know like you know you can you can easily yeah. find workouts that make sense and you can look at the comments to see like if someone says like hey I watched this video and I know what I'm doing. This is terrible. Don't try this. Then you know not to like, it's just a matter of putting in a little bit of effort. What I used to do when I first started going to the gym was I would just literally look up like, okay, today I want to work out arms, some nice work uh, arm workouts for beginners. And I would just play the video while I was at the gym with my headphones in and just do it with them. And I never got hurt. I didn't do anything extreme. Like the information is there. People are trying to help. And there are, there's free information for people who can't afford a trainer. Like that is probably like the easier route in a sense if you have the money because then it's going to be tailored exactly to you. But you can you can get some of the knowledge yourself if you're willing to look for it because it's out there. You know, there are people like Michelle McDaniel and all these other inf like educators who are giving out good information. They're giving out good resources. And a lot of these people will actually like sometimes try and offer like free and discounted services because they do sell stuff. But the stuff they're selling, I mean, they obviously just, they just have to make money, but their stuff is better than the influencer stuff who are just trying to profit off of a market that is super profitable, you know? Yeah, I agree. I do agree there's a lot of great resources out there because that's definitely how I started. I was one of those people that didn't like, I mean, I didn't have a gym, so I didn't really lift weight. I just did 
whatever they did. And there's nothing wrong with doing at home workouts. If your goal isn't to get like a lot of muscle, like, cause obviously you can't build a lot of muscle just doing body weight. You can get maybe a little, but I don't think you're going to get like the gains that mm -hmm. you're seeing all these people saying you're going to get, like, that's not going to happen. But I think those are good because it just teaches you form yeah. first. And I think that's important is that you learn proper form because if you don't, you're going to like, I injured myself a lot when I first started because I didn't really know or the, the way I was taught was like wrong. So it took me a lot of like trial and error, but I'm like, if you're older and you want to start, I don't think it's a good idea to just go for it because I think if you injure yourself, it's going to take you a lot longer to recover, especially if you still got to work and do other things. If you have kids and like you're running around, it's not like going to be an easy transition. That's why I think it's important to, like you said, just put a little bit of research and go online. There's a lot of people that are, I mean, you could like, honestly, for real, read the comment sections because a lot of them will either call them out if they know yeah. this is not good or they'll be like, been watching this person for a while and they've helped me a lot like with certain things so it just depends on what you're looking for you could even just google you don't even need youtube like you can google and they'll be like the little gifts and stuff that will show you and they'll have like a list of like do this and don't do that and even one of the things that i used a lot when i first started was instagram which i know is like more not great anymore because of all the influencers but when i I think it was like maybe eight years ago when Instagram was first starting. That's where I used to get a lot of my fitness stuff because there was actually a lot of good information out there. Now it's kind of like you have to like pay attention. Like, does this person just pose in front of the mirror with a lot of tease? Then I probably don't want to follow them. Like, yeah. or, you know, is this guy just promoting this supplement over and over again? Probably don't want to listen to their advice. But there are a lot of good. Like, I usually go towards more of like for like I follow like, or look at a lot of like women bodybuilders. Cause I'm interested in like, okay, well, how do they manage to get to their size? Like how much, like, obviously you got to lift heavier, but I like to see the techniques and everything that they use. But there's also like, you have to learn what doesn't work for you. I can't deadlift. I can't squat. And I know that's something popular that everyone likes to do, but I can't because of my knees. And I pulled out my back a couple of times doing deadlift. So I just was like, that's not for me. I'm not doing it. So you just have to see like, what works for you because there's a lot of other things you can do for legs i don't know why everyone just focuses on like a couple of moves and they're like that's all you can do like you go in the gym there's so many options and it's great too if you want to start on the machines because a lot of the machines also will have tips and like show you how to do it you can also just watch people at the gym if i've seen people do stuff and i'm like i kind of want to try that so i just try it and if it works it works if it doesn't well that's fine you tried it and it doesn't work but i just think you need to like focus on what feels good to you and what doesn't feel don't do something just because everyone else is doing it online do what makes you feel good yeah yeah and like that goes back to like your original definition of health right and what we both said is it goes it's how you feel it's what you're getting out of it that should matter more than the aesthetic appeal because i mean i noticed it just in myself when i stopped caring about the aesthetics when i actually just started focusing on like how i feel when i eat something i've been able to eliminate a lot of things from my diet that i like once thought like oh I don't want to get rid of that but then every time I ate it I, I like really started to like focus on how I felt and I was like this makes me feel terrible I'm not going to do that again and it's easier when you're doing that both with your eating and in the gym right if you're doing something yeah. and you absolutely hate it why would you do it again like it's not going to benefit you to hate going to the gym because eventually you're going to stop going because you hate it but when I started like and a lot of people like find this when I started weight training I fell in love with it and I kind of like really wasn't the biggest fan of cardio for a while because I was like cardio is kind of boring <laughs> but like with anything like you don't have to just do one thing I can't stand being on a treadmill it's so boring like I just don't like 
it's I'm sitting there. It's the same scenery the whole time, but I could go for a run outside. I could hop on my bike. Like I've, you can find what you love and do things you like. You don't have to do what everyone's doing. Like a lot of people say like, oh, well hit cardio. You can just put on a video while you're like on the machine and do a nice hit session. And I'm like, I, I hate treadmills. They're so boring. And you don't have to do something if you don't like it. Cause you know, if you don't like it, you're not going to do it. But, yes. No, I agree. No. Yeah. I did just want to like, cause we've been in this a while and I really want to talk about this today. I just wanted, cause we were talking about mindset for a bit. And uh, I know me, me and you both watched a video recently about like certain mukbangers <laughs> who like how this food is like literally destroying their minds. And I just want to bring up this topic because like, yeah, there is like the health industry that is just like pumping in all this information. And it can seem really daunting from someone who's not in the industry. Like, what do I do? What's right? And then there's this whole opposite side where there are people who are just like mukbanging like crazy, eating 10,000, 25,000. I've seen like 100,000 calorie challenge yeah. videos. It is the most absurd thing. What, what are your thoughts on the whole mukbang culture? <laughs> yeah, mukbang. Okay, so from, I mean, I watch a lot of reaction videos and I've heard a couple of things that how it started was a lot different than how Americans have turned it into. So I'll just comment on like the American version of the mukbangs. Yeah. And I think it's really insane. Like it's really insane that people make money off of just sitting there and filling a table this big with food and just sitting there and eating it and just talking nonsense. Cause most of the time when I've watched one, the, the whatever they're saying is just like pure nonsense. Like, I don't know if people are watching it just to watch them eat. Cause I'm like, I don't feel like anything they're saying is beneficial in any way or uh, even entertaining to me. Yeah. But I just think that it's definitely a form, some form of an eating disorder. Cause I was like, I feel like before YouTube became popular, that was like a eating disorder was binging. That's a, that's an eating disorder. And I was like, that's what these people are doing. They're binging. Even if you don't, even if let's say the ones that are smaller and they're like eating a lot, you have to like binge. And I mean, not binge, you have to like not eat the whole day just to be able to binge like that and then be fine. But like, literally you're only eating one meal. You're engorging yourself. And then you're like, like so full, you can't even move. And then you're like, okay, I'm going to go on with my day. Like, I don't even know how these people are functioning. And I just don't think it's like a normal process to tell people like that kind of eating is fine. Like the foods they eat, I don't really have a problem with because I was like, everybody eats them. But I feel like if you're going to eat something like that, eat it in moderation. But I feel like these people are just going to an extreme level of some sort of eating disorder because that's not normal to want to eat that much food, especially like when I see, because I know one that's, like the ones that are really popular are the ones when the bodybuilders and yeah. the, the healthy people do because they're smaller and people like watching them eat a lot. So I'm just like, I just don't think that's a good image to put out either because you're making these people think like, oh, I can look shredded or like as muscular toned as this person and eat that much food. That's not possible. I was like, dude, if I eat that much, I'm, I'm not even going to be, I don't think I can even eat that much at one time, but I don't even think I'd be able to sit down because I, I would just have to lay down for the rest of the day. I don't understand how people physically are able to do that. Yeah. And yeah, you bring up a really good point. I, I have so many thoughts around like mukbanging in general, but when influencers or educators or people who are just claiming to be in the fitness community or, or are in the fitness community do this kind of stuff, I think that that 
can be in some ways even more detrimental than just some random person doing it. Because like you said, like these, these fitness people, they're spreading this image of like, yeah, you could still be as fit as me. And look, I just, I only do this every now and again, so it's okay. And I don't think anyone (laughs) who truly cares about their fitness in the sense of like, they care about their, their genuine health, how they feel would think that eating 10,000 calories in one sitting is at all. Okay. Like that is, that is literally eating disorder behavior. That's not something you want to promote. Like it's something a lot of people struggle with. And so I, I really, really don't like it when influencers make these videos and they say things like, well, the reason I can get away with eating this many calories is because I'm going to work out really hard for the next few days. And I'm like, that's also an eating disorder behavior, like to eat that much and then try really hard to work it off. That is like, that's, that's very not good for your mental health to give yourself that mentality. Like, yeah, I can eat all this now and I'll just work out for like five hours later <laughs> to yeah, make up for it. Yeah. Cause that's another form of binging, but instead you're like exercise binging your life. And that's also a disordered way of thinking of how you eat because you're just like, okay, I can eat yeah. 20,000, let's say 20,000 calories, but then I'm going to have to go burn those 20,000. You know how long and how much you're going to have to work out. And that's also, I don't think you should, when you're working out, I never focus on like, oh my God, let me burn 500 calories. Let me burn. Like I never focus on my calories when I work out. And that's just another thing that's unhealthy. I feel like if you're going to teach people, I can eat 20,000, but I'm going to go work it out. Like, no, when I eat like I don't like to call it a cheat meal. When I eat something that I don't make at home or eat a lot of something, I don't focus the next day on burning it all off. I do like to like eat heavier. Like let's say I'm going to do a leg day. We usually do, we usually eat a heavier meal before just so I have the energy to push the weight I want to push. But I never focus on like, if I eat this much, I'm going to have to go, go on that treadmill for three hours. That's not healthy either. And I feel like that way of thinking like these mukbangs kind of promote that. They're like, oh, well, I saw this person do it and they're fine because that's not good for your mental health. And also that's not good for your body to just be like, I'm going to make you eat all this food that's going to make you feel like shit. And then I'm going to make you go like run for three hours. Like that's not, that's not. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I, I don't know. I have so yeah, I think it's the worst when people do that stuff. Like I, as an influencer, yeah, I think that it's obviously people do it for the same reason that influencers exist in general. It's profitable. People yeah. want to watch these mukbang videos right now. And we've talked about this before, where at one point we, we used to watch these videos. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I get it. I get why people watch it, but I just don't get why, why they're able to make money off of those kind of things. Cause I don't think it's, I don't think it's something that's healthy and that people should be pushing, but at the same time, then you're like, okay, but what about all these teas that people make money off of and push? Like, it's just profitable to make things easy or look fun. Yeah. People just, I don't understand the obsession to watching it all the time because there's so many out there. There's only, I think the only mukbanger I did used to watch was Stephanie, but everyone else that kind of, because at least to hurt mine, to me, hers were like interesting and entertaining. Yeah. But I feel like some of them, because I watch reaction videos to some of the mukbangers, and I just listen to them, and I'm like, I don't get why people are watching this. Like they literally just, it has to be because they like watching people eat, because that's the only other reason. Yeah, and watch that. It's. I think it was very different because I also at one point I watched him, but it was because when I started watching this was a while ago. I know it was a while ago. We both did it because Stephanie doesn't make that content anymore. But like when it first started happening, it was just kind of interesting. It was like that was not something people saw before. Like, why is someone eating like 
10,000 calories and what like it's just it was just bizarre I was watching it because I was like what someone can do this like I really only watched Eric the Electric because I don't I don't know if you've watched his stuff before but he is probably one of the most intense and like hard to believe mukbangers in the world because like he very commonly does like 25,000 plus challenges and I remember when this started because like I don't know the exact history of doing mukbangs and stuff but you remember when like before it was called a mukbang there was just the 10,000 calorie challenge. Like everyone was doing it. Yeah. They were just trying to see if they could eat 10,000 calories in one day. And somehow that turned into people eating more than 10,000 in one sitting. But I just always like, I watched them because most people couldn't complete them. And so when I was watching them, I was just trying to see if someone could do it, you know? Cause a lot yeah. of the people I watched, they would fail. They couldn't eat 10,000 calories in one day. And yeah, so that's just how it started. Right? Like it was just interesting. But now, now people do this very regularly. And I really, I find it, uninteresting and just like it's so detrimental like to watch someone do this and to put out a video every week or every like few days because some influencers like once a week they'll post one of these some people it's like almost every day that is just so beyond like that's so beyond bad for you I don't know why people are watching it it's, you're watching someone especially and I, I we're allowed to name drop so I'm just gonna say it Nikocado Avocado and his <laughs> videos you literally see him go from being seemingly happy healthy focused on a certain lifestyle that he was proud of into like you watch him devolve into someone who you really don't know if his content's a joke anymore and that's scary to watch you know I 100% agree because I feel like when he used to make his vegan videos he seemed more normal he seemed like something was a little off but I was like most of the youtubers to me seem like that so I was like okay I didn't really watch him until I found out about this so I went back and like would look at them but it is insane to watch like his progression towards how emotionally unstable he's become. And it's because if you look, everything he eat is, is not just like eats a lot, but he eats a lot of like processed foods from fast food joints, or he like adds all these weird combos. I don't know if you saw like the hot Cheeto one. Yes, like, the giant one. <laughs> and I was just like, that's just not over time. Your body is just going to just, it's just gonna ruin the your mental state because the food that you eat impacts how you feel because your gut impacts how you feel so the way that he was eating was so bad I think when he was like because I think he started with some vegan things and I think because he was eating like whole foods that weren't like super processed that's why he wasn't you know maybe as crazy as he has become but I feel like the problem with these the biggest problem to me with these mukbangs is that they teach people you want to eat something junky or like something considered a junk food you have to do it all in one day and you have to do a lot of it when it's like i like i just finally got my girl scout cookies because i ordered them before mm -hmm. all of this happened and then i finally got them i just include them like one or two cookies after lunch or one or two cookies here and like on my friday fun day i just eat as many as i feel and then i'm just i'm done i don't feel like you need to be like oh my God, I can only have cookies one time and I have to eat them all at the same time. I can't like incorporate it throughout my week or incorporate it into my calories. Like you don't have to be crazy about it. And I think that was the video, Michelle made a video about mukbangers and how she showed foods that she likes to include in her diet and she does it like slowly and she measures it out and she feels like satisfied and not like crazy like she needs to eat the whole bag because she ate a full meal before and then had a little bit to like, satisfy her craving I was like that's how we should teach people not to be like you want that you better eat the whole bag and then like you're done yeah and that yeah definitely it, and that's why I think mukbanging 
is so dangerous. It's a mentality yeah. that you're promoting. You're not just promoting like, okay, yeah, I eat really bad food once a week. Like you're promoting this detrimental mentality around food that like food is like the, this kind of sacred thing that like junk food in particular is this sacred thing that you just, you're not supposed to eat it. It's taboo. So when you do eat it, like make sure to make the most of it. And it's just, yeah, exactly. it's so bad when, when people do that, especially because there are a lot of people in the mukbang community who, um, and this is something actually we talked about um, the other day together, how like mukbanging has become a trap for the people who make these videos. Because if you start, like if you started your channel on mukbangs, if you are famous for it, then like if at some point you realize, yes, this is unhealthy. This is one, I don't know how people do this. That shit is expensive. Can you imagine eating that much food? Like that's gotta be so expensive. But I mean, I guess they're profiting back. But if you build your brand on eating terrible food and at some point you decide you don't want to do it anymore, it becomes even harder than you for the average person to fix your eating habits. Because most people do, like if you're eating junk food primarily and that's why you're like overweight or unhealthy or lethargic or whatever it is, like if, if you have some, let's say you have some something like, I don't know, maybe you have like a diabetes problem because you eat a lot of sugar and stuff. If you're eating these really bad foods that gave you that problem, it's going to be even harder to get rid of that problem because these foods are addicting. And mukbangers are not immune to that feeling. Like the food is addicting to them too, just because they're sitting there and eating 10,000 calories. I mean, obviously it's addicting to them because they're going to do it again. But if they decide one day they want to stop, they're not only battling a food addiction, they're battling a food addiction and the profit they know they're going to get if they give into it. So what's going to make them not want to do it? Like, I, I, I want this thing because I have like a bodily addiction to it and I'm making money. Like, why would a mukbanger stop, you know, once they've started? I think, yeah, because I've actually watched a couple of reactioners that they talk about these two people in particular. I don't really remember their names right now. But, but that they have, like, they keep trying to stop, but they can't because, one, they're making money off of it. But at that point, it's like, like you said, you're addicted because these foods are created for you to want to keep eating it. That's how they make money. That's how they're profitable. They make sure that it's palatable and that people want to keep eating it. And that's the problem is that once you – eat it that many times and you're always eating that's like your body every day you're doing this and some of these mukbangers upload every day so that's all you're eating you're just your body is just going to crave that and you're just going to keep eating it and eating it versus somebody who eats it in moderation and knows how to like control that they're not going to eat the whole bag of whatever they're buying like even me like i can't buy like my favorite thing is chips i can't buy a bag because i know i'm gonna finish it like I, unless i buy the little like small packs i know i'm gonna finish it so i just don't even bother with it that's what I'm saying. You have to be able to control yourself. Like you need to have willpower. And if you're addicted like that heavily because that's all you eat and you're making money off of it, I don't see how you're going to stop. Like, I don't understand the mindset or like, you're going to have to be very strong to give up your money, your income basically, and that, and create a new lifestyle. Like it's just detrimental to start going down that path because there's kind of a hard time to get out of it. Yeah. Mukbanging is just as much of a trap as like the the, the 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 diet culture we don't like to talk about you know they're all traps yeah. to trap people in the system and and to bring new people into it and I, we're going to talk about this more in part two uh, so i'm not going to talk about it like too much now because we are kind of low on time but we, we were going to talk about like how the system is essentially like the, the, especially here in america but this is worldwide at this point the system is set up so that unhealthy living is easier it's the fastest it's the most available thing so like yeah, I mean, these, these mukbangers don't have it hard to start. Like, it's it's not that hard for them. Yeah, it, 
you know, in, in my eyes, when I see someone do mukbang, I'm like, that's so expensive, but actually it's probably not just fast food is ridiculously cheap sometimes. And like, if they're making that much money off of it, it's probably so easy to start a channel like that. It's probably very easy and profitable, especially if you have a certain aesthetic, like if you look good and you start doing that, even if you're heavier, because people do watch a lot of heavier mukbangers, which to me is kind of like crazy, especially because my one obsession for a TV show is my 600 pound life. I love watching it because I just <laughs> love, I don't know, I'm like obsessed with watching it only because I feel like to me, it's crazy to watch that they, even though most of them are on the verge of death, they literally can't stop. That's how you know food addiction is real. Just like any other addiction, it's something that they've been doing for so long. It's like they're just addicted and they need professional help. So that's why I like watching them go because some of them do amazing and they blow your mind. And then some of them just keep going and they can't. Like they even know they're like the doctor has told them they're going to die and they still can't. So that's crazy to me that that kind of stuff is considered sad and people don't want to watch it because they're like, oh, that's hard to watch. But then they watch these mukbangers who are also going down the same path and they're like, oh, this is entertaining. This is fun. This is good. No, it's not. It's the same thing. They're slowly killing themselves because how long can you possibly live engorging yourself with foods that are made with all of these bad things inside of it because it's super highly processed and it's made to be palatable. But then people like, People say that, let's say like weighing your food and counting calories is what do they call it? detrimental. Yeah, toxic. But then people eating 20,000 calories is not disordered eating. I don't get the logic. I don't, like, I mean, I weigh my food because I, I can eat like the whole bag, like I said. So it helps me moderate because I don't have intuitive eating. Like people like to say they can intuitively eat. I can't because I broke that because I was also addicted to food and then I had to break that. So it's like with anything else, you have to figure out how to manage it. So I don't get how that is disordered eating. But then these mukbangers like, that's good. That's fine. Like eat what you want, eat whatever. Like, no, I don't agree with that. Yeah. People just like to put a certain bad label on things that they don't like. But <laughs> just in the interest <laughs> of time, I want to jump into my last question for you. So given that we've talked about a lot of different aspects, and we're going to talk about more in part two, just just get get excited for that if you're listening to this but as far as how the industry is today what what direction do you hope that the industry continues to go in or dominates like what what do you hope wins out in the health industry what do you hope is going to come of it and what like advice would you give to someone trying to get into the health industry like not in the industry but someone who's trying to get into health and is influenced by this industry well, I'll start with the first part, where I hope it goes. I hope that less of the detox teas and less of promoting certain supplements are going to change your body and less of these false narratives that are being given out, kind of people maybe educate themselves more and this starts dying out. Like these people don't make profit because people are getting smarter and becoming aware. And I'm hoping that more educators come out, like people who are certified or have been doing this for years, all the people that I watch, are certified in something and have been training people for years or they're a nutrition coach or something because I feel like those people have seen it for so long and worked with it for so long that they can help navigate you in the right way. So I hope more educators come and more people start doing their own research so that these other places or these other things that they're promoting start to die out on their own because people don't believe it anymore, aren't buying it. That's what I'm hoping. Uh, but to anyone starting out, I definitely say do your own 
research. Don't just follow what your favorite influencer is saying or what other people are doing. I definitely took, it took me a long time to do my own research. I eat a certain way because that's what makes me feel good. Even though a lot of people don't agree with some of the things that I feel like I do, I just do it because it feels good for me. And I also feel like I found what works for me for working out. I just think you need to focus on yourself, like research, Google, YouTube, whatever you want to do, watch a couple of things, watch a lot of things and make your mind up or just like, and start small. Like, honestly, my best advice for anyone who's like never done anything for nutrition or working out would just be to like go on walks and also just keep a journal, right? You don't have to write the calories. You can go back and do that later, but like write everything you eat just so you can see for like a week, write everything down that you eat for a week and like monitor it and just see like, oh, wow, I didn't realize I was doing all these drinks throughout the day. Or, wow, I didn't realize that I ate this much of that particular food all the time. Just so that you can see, like, because I do it all the time. Whenever I feel like I'm coming off track, I just write down what I'm eating. And I'm like, wow, I didn't realize that I was doing that. Just because it becomes a habit and you don't start to realize things. So you need to, like, see it. We're visual people. You need to see. But I feel like just start slow. Don't stress out. Don't weigh yourself every day. That's not healthy and it's not going to make you feel good just focus on like how you're feeling versus your aesthetic yeah I like that and the only thing I'd, I'd add to that is that my, my personal thing and this is like the biggest thing for me is uh, I think community matters like a lot so when someone is like I, I also hope that the industry goes into more of the direction of educators and people who are promoting healthy lifestyles and good choices and good mindsets I really hope that's going to be the dominant like like when people go online and look up fitness stuff, I hope that dominates their feed. But for anyone who's trying to get into it, like just remember that your community will impact you so much. The people you surround yourself with will make this journey either way harder for you or way easier. Uh, if you're surrounded by people who are just constantly like not trying to better themselves in a sense, like they don't, they don't care at all about their health and they're like trying to, a lot of people tend to project and they'll keep you down. But if you surround yourself by people who, also just want to feel better and be healthy and are willing to grow with you that would like make the whole journey a thousand times easier for yourself because you'll also be able to learn together share your information and just give each other good resources and make it easier than just you sitting there trying to do it all on your own support from your community is everything yeah that's a good point you need people yeah but we were going to talk about that more in part two so you know come back for part two if you want to hear our thoughts on that <laughs> yeah Oh, but thank you for being on with me today. <laughs> it was fun talking about health with you. Um, yeah, this was the Let's Talk Health series. And, uh, you know, we're, we're gonna, I'm gonna link some stuff in the description. So if you want to like, I don't know, reach out, ask questions or something, feel free. But otherwise, thank you for listening. Peace. <laughs>